0: Well, welcome inside to Alex Garrett Podcasting. I've been trying to have a Super Bowl theme all week long. And my next guest fits right in with the subject as I'm talking with Mike Schaefer, the founder and CEO of award-winning ad agency Echo Factory, to talk just that, advertising. You know how much NBC is asking you to spend this year on their broadcast for the Super Bowl? Six and a half million dollars. That's right, six and a half million dollars. And so my first question, Mike, thanks for joining, by the way, is out of this pandemic, how can a brand afford that much for a 30-second commercial? You know, because there's been a lot of loss of money here over the last couple of years. How can a brand afford that these days?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. That's actually a really good question. Uh, And I think there are a lot of brands that can afford it. Spending $6.5 million on a 30-second spot to air on the Super Bowl uh, is doable for many you know, large global brands. Uh, I think one of the questions that, that I tend to think about is, should they spend that money? If they have the money to spend, sh- is that the best place to, to spend their money? And, and there are businesses out there that are thriving you know, post, post-COVID or as we're in the middle of covid uh, and, and is that the best way to spend the money? It's, it is a lot of money, and, and it's, it's difficult for a lot of consumers to hear how much they're spending on a Super Bowl ad, something like $6.5 million, when there are a lot of people struggling.
0: All right, you are a uh, ad agency, so what's your advice nowadays for people that just want to spend money in general, but have a lot of brands come to you and said, hey, do we put a stake in the Super Bowl uh, ad ring here?
1: Yeah, so typically, when we've been approached about this, our typical response is, why do you want to be in the Super Bowl? Does it fit a strategic vision? Is there a goal that's attached to it? Uh, many times, it just sounds exciting. You see all the press around it. People talk about it. Um, it feels really good to be included with these big brands. And, and so usually, our first question is, is it the right platform? Is it the right the right strategy Um, and most of the times uh, we find that it's not and there are are better ways to spend the money.
0: And what would those ways be?
1: Well, it depends on on your goals. So uh, if you're trying to reach a lot of people at one time uh, that are actively engaged to watch ads, the Super Bowl ad is a great platform for that. If you're trying to generate sales, whether it's in a retail space or online e-commerce or some kind of technology platform. Or consumer packaged good, there just there's a lot of things like uh, social media paid advertising. Uh, there's other other uh, digital advertising platforms, including streaming radio and OTT television, which is the digital streaming platform. There there's you know historically Facebook has been the channel that a lot of people focus on. And I think that's shifting now to, you know, depending on your demographic, you might be looking at something like TikTok or you might be focusing heavily on uh, more traditional strategies that include out of home. Uh, So there's a lot of different places and I think uh, that you can advertise and I think what people need to, brands need to think about is what am I trying to do? Am I trying to sell more products? Am I trying to generate revenue off of these ads? Or am I just trying to make sure that my brand still is relevant to consumers? And many times the Super Bowl ads, that's, that's what is accomplished, is the brands come across as being relevant. There's still, you know, there's so much talk about it, so, so they're in the spotlight. All
0: right, I, I got to talk about um, brand relevancy. I want to now talk about brand saving. I, I personally believe that Peloton and even Amazon are going to take this ad space and say, hey, you know what, we're not that company that just said a couple of people you know a few people pass on using our uh, equipment or we're not the Amazon that you're hearing from the actual employees so do you see gaslighting brand saving happening while we all know the actual story that they're trying to cover
1: yeah I mean that that would be a great strategy to run a Super Bowl ad is to try and re, re-share the story of the brand like an Amazon like a a time both have very good qualities and qualities that consumers are saying, I don't like what you're doing. Um, whether it will be effective or not, it, you know, it's hard to say, but the platform is, I believe the right platform, you know, Peloton in the last couple of days has really, really taken a pretty big hit. But so far what I've seen from messages from the C the new CEO, uh, I believe that they're actually approaching it strategically in the right way and saying, Hey, you know, we need to make changes we need to do something different we want to make this work we know we have a great platform let's now get get with the times and and i think a super bowl ad is a great, great place for that
0: echo factory um why should people turn to you guys for this great advice and and how can they turn to you if they're looking to explore beyond maybe just word of mouth
1: well uh, one of the things that we really hang our hat on is the fact that we have a team of people that are very experienced in a lot of different industries, whether it's direct to consumer, B2B, uh, and we think strategically. So we believe that all advertising should start with a strong strategy, then be followed up with the creative execution, the making of things, and then the media that, that pushes it out to the consumer. And so we we have a track record of 15 years working with some very large brands and some some up and coming brands that are that are really trying to make waves. And so the best way to get in touch with us would be to find us on you know Instagram or on our website echo factorycom um, and just reach out to us. Uh, talking to one of our account leads would you know just yeah. having a conversation would give you a good sense if we would be a good fit for a brand or if or if they're a good fit for us.
0: All right. We know that NBC's charging $6 million, but I've got a a million-dollar question for you. Has your agency in the last 15 years been able to pull off a Super Bowl ad, and how did it go?
1: So that's that's actually the interesting question with me doing this interview, is I've never actually produced a Super Bowl commercial. Uh, Part of that reason is I've never believed that it's the right approach for any of our clients. We have clients that have run Super Bowl ads in the last 15 years, but I don't actually believe for our clients and the strategies that we're focused on, it's the right approach. And so so it's an interesting question, and, and I think it, it
0: speaks to the rel- relevance of me having this conversation. Sure. Uh, okay, so if, if a brand didn't see success from that Super Bowl commercial, they turn to you and say, hey, Mike, what went wrong with this?
1: So, I think that's the right question to ask. And there could be a number of things. And typically, what we find is is the goals were not aligned uh, mm. with the desire to do a Super Bowl ad. A, a, you know, a Super Bowl ad, it feels really good at the executive level and the leadership level and the, at the agency level. It's, you know, it's the, the best of the best, is what they say. But it's entertainment. And are you trying to drive sales? Most Super Bowl ads, I would argue, are not actually making a huge impact in growing a brand's business.
0: It makes us laugh though, right? So there's people hanging their head on that.
1: Yeah, but you know what else makes us laugh? Our TV shows and movies, and <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things that make us laugh. The goal of advertising shouldn't be just to entertain or just to laugh. The goal of advertising is to grow revenue.
0: Uh, I mean, obviously you have these ad campaigns, even these podcast apps have have the campaigns. All right, let's say a company, um, does though do you ever see a lot of investing in the local market uh super bowl ads or do they all try for the national uh
1: there is there's definitely you know an attempt at the local level and and it's great most of what people talk about are, are really at the national level and if you're if you're trying to do something on the local level i think there's just so much opportunity people are on multiple devices and looking at can you run an ad at the time that the Super Bowl is running when they're, you know, on their phone, on their computer looking for other things and sort of multitasking. Um, and so I think that's that's a direction that smaller companies should take.
0: Okay, so do you help facilitate ad campaigns on podcast apps? And I guess we could talk about Spotify because obviously they're on their fire. Do you have any clients running spots on there? And would ha- have any of them discussed, yeah, I don't want to advertise on Spotify because of this, that, and the other. Has that conversation come up?
1: So we do run ads on Spotify. Um, we haven't had that conversation yet with the Joe Rogan stuff going on and, you know, and the, the newsworthiness of all that. I think the nice thing with Spotify podcast advertising is you can target really well. You can hit people that are interested or should be or could be or might be interested in your product or brand. Um, the, the interesting thing is Spotify advertising with music is really difficult because uh, ads don't go to paid subscribers, but podcasts, the ads do go to paid subscribers. So it's so it's a way to reach consumers and listeners of Spotify that you can't get if you're advertising to music. Sure. But so far, uh, Spotify, our brands that are advertising on Spotify have not not had a huge issue with continuing to run ads.
0: Do you think uh, Spotify? I feel like asking this. Did Spotify run into a problem? I feel like you would be looking at this a little differently than maybe the average person because you deal with the advertising on there. How do they run into this problem? D- d- dissect that for a quick minute if you can.
1: Do you mean the problem with...
0: Like the Spotify. crisis? I mean, if you could speak on the crisis because I haven't had anybody on and I feel like you're eyeing Spotify because you have ads running on there. So obviously you want to know how stories on, on, uh, develop, I'm guessing.
1: You know... What I think is really interesting is Joe Rogan, which sparked this whole thing, and the musicians that don't support his views, uh, he's so polarizing. People either love him or hate him, and that has not started in the last couple of weeks. That's been, that's been happening for years. There's, there's people at our agency, there's clients who absolutely adore Joe Rogan and listen consistently to his podcast, and there's people that do not want anything to do with him. And hmm. that's been going on for a very long time. And so I don't think, I think we just hit a tipping point where a couple of people made a decision to vote with their wallet. And at hmm. some point, our brands and our customers that we're working with are going to vote with their wallet. They just have not done it yet.
0: Speaking of voting speaking of voting and doing anything with the wallet, let's say you got a smaller podcaster that isn't doing much and, and actually tries to run their own campaign. How can you better that campaign than maybe they try to Utilizing like a Spreaker ad campaign or something side effect.
1: So um, that's a good question. It's it's actually really challenging. Uh, Spotify and other platforms have have done a very good job of allowing content creators to manage their own campaigns. And so bringing an agency in with a small podcast, I don't know that we could help them, you know, in a meaningful way. And when I say meaningful way, what I mean is, could you make more money? because of the money you're spending with us than what you're spending with us. Are you making money from hiring an agency like ours? We really find that where we see the most success is when we're not looking at only one platform, like a podcast or like a Spotify as a platform, but when we're looking holistically around websites, complete digital advertising, customer experience, customer journeys, the buying experience, those Mm. kinds of things.
0: When well, you, know, you mentioned scrolling on their phone, and I can't imagine that won't be happening on Sunday. So, uh, have you noticed an uptick in Super Bowl uh, online ads revenue slash costs? I mean, are they are they actually costing more to you know charging more to advertise through online on Super Bowl Sunday because of the scrolling going on?
1: Uh, it, it will end up costing a little bit more. It's such a small period of time. Um, and the way that digital advertising works, it's not anything significant um, from what we're seeing. But what, where people will see the benefit is you're just you're catching people when they're paying attention. And so if you can catch people, that's the most valuable thing. If you're spending an extra few dollars per thousand impressions, if those people that are seeing your ad are are actively engaged, it's worth the money. And so, so we tend to think about things not as is it too expensive? It's Is the money well spent?
0: Speaking of money well spent, you just said uh, a few minutes ago how you might dissuade people from doing super bowl ads, and, and the whole idea is to get revenue not to be entertaining. But I've got to ask you, Geico has been so successful at this, you've got to have clients come to you at Echo Factory, Mike, and say, I want to be like Geico. I want to be that funny and that revenue driving. Uh, what do you say to that?
1: Uh, a great strategy and they've done a really good job and their success is not because they run a Super Bowl ad it's because they're consistently advertising they're consistently doing entertaining funny ads they don't they don't change the entire course of their strategy to run a Super Bowl ad they're running those commercials all the time and so I actually think they're one of the smarter advertisers because it feels like their brand Uh, when you see a lot of these advertisers that you don't see them hardly any time during the year in traditional TV advertising, and then you see them come up with this funny ad on the Super Bowl. It's kind of like, wait, this company <laughs> <the> existed? Company?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or
1: or why is it different now? Um, I actually think companies and brands would see more success if they were with their advertising, if they're focused more on. Enhancing the, the customer's belief in the brand versus creating something funny that might be memorable and talk about in the news. All
0: right. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, something that I haven't had an ad, ad agent on or, or producer on to talk about, but are our phones hearing us? Is that why we have targeted ads every time we say something, that damn ad pops up anyway? Like, what is that about?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the joke in our office is advertisers find a way to, to ruin all social media. And so, yes, your phones are listening to you, not in the way that the news makes it seem, but every every interaction we have on the phone is being tracked to some level, and it's extremely creepy. But that's the world we live in, and it's up to the brands and the consumers to say, I don't want this anymore. And that's what's been happening. You've seen the fights with between Apple and Facebook and the changes that Apple's making. It's because they're seeing that. Consumers don't want to be tracked at that level, uh, and I think you'll see in this Super Bowl there's an Amazon ad for Alexa that talks about <laughs> how she's <laughs> spying on you and reading your mind. Uh, it's extremely creepy, and you know, weird. I don't think consumers like it.
0: But when you do say ask app not to track, they honor that, right? They don't try and go around it.
1: Absolutely, but advertisers will find a way to go around it.
0: Obviously, oh, I didn't know that.
1: Advertisers, we don't care about the specific person. We're just trying to find people that fit a general persona, a general demographic that, that that has a high likelihood of buying our products or services. That's what we care about. And so we'll find other ways that are less creepy.
0: Well, it is the big game this Sunday, and I'm sure a lot of conversations are going to happen, and I'm sure our ads are going to pop up. But you seem very strong against running an ad in the Super Bowl, yet. Yeah. If a client did say and maybe convince you to do it, would you allow them to convince you to try and do it, or would you totally say, no, we're not doing this?
1: Yeah, so I am all for running Super Bowl ads, and I would absolutely do it if the strategy is right. And a strategy that does make sense, like you mentioned Geico, they're already running ads. This is part of their normal advertising mix. The other thing is you look at a lot of automotive brands, their advertisers are not trying to get you to buy – a new car, a new Lexus, a new Audi, a new BMW right after the game. What they're, sometimes the goal is to make sure that the people that have recently bought you know, this luxury car, make sure that they feel good and they've got something, some bragging rights like, yes, I drive that car. Hmm. And if that's your goal, then running a Super Bowl ad can be extremely successful.
0: It sounds to me, though, that you're saying that most companies tend to throw a pun intended Hail Mary on Super Bowl Sunday. Is that right?
1: that's what it feels like that's what it every year it's it's been my experience you know is hey there's there's this hail mary to try and get a lot of press and get a lot of pr and get people talking what was the funniest commercial you know what celebrity did we get in our commercial and and if that's the goal there's usually success but that's not usually a, a business goal that that we recommend
0: because the high can only last so long when you realize well where's the business after all that
1: where is the business and and did it make an impact? Is is uh-huh. is what this commercial when it ran did it do what we wanted it to do? If what we wanted it to do is get people entertained, then most commercials are successful. If what if the goal was to get people to remember the brand, feel positive about the brand, and go spend money with the brand, most of the ads are not successful.
0: All right, my biggest question here is as an ad, as an ad producer for 15 years mike schaefer echo factory what's the best commercial you ever pulled off and aired and just we're proud to see it on your television
1: you know i have to say we recently did a commercial for a uh, state college and i think the the thing that i was most proud about it is when the dean of the school sent a message and said This hits our targets exactly right. It got the message we were trying to get. This is exactly what we were looking for. That's when I feel the most proud of of the commercials that we're running, and that's a recent
0: example. By the way, shout out to David and Mary Mary Alcordi and uh, Alcordi Global Strategies for arranging this interview with Mike. Get new blood on this podcast as we go along and, and new insights. So with that being said, Mike, I'd love to have you back on Monday to maybe analyze. Because obviously the ads are going to be a big topic of conversation. Why don't we have sort of a quote-unquote water-cooler talk on the podcast Great. about it?
1: Uh, I'd love to do it, yeah. Uh, let's let's set that up, and, and I'll have lots of opinions.
0: I'm Alex Garrett. One last thing, speaking of opinion, you got a horse in the big game. Who, who are you going for?
1: Well, I'm a, an L.A. native. Uh, our office is not oh. far from From the stadium, and so we're going to be all rooting
0: for the Rams. All right. One other thing. Speaking of LA, because I totally, you know, had this question in mind. SoFi. We didn't know SoFi like a few years ago. Now they get the stadium. Now they get the press. I mean, naming rights on arenas and stadiums do matter, and we're seeing that with the rise of SoFi here. Absolutely. We
1: we saw locally here in LA, Staples Center is now Crypto.com. uh, there's there can be a lot of value in that, and I, I think it even carries over to in the Super Bowl. You've got the Pepsi halftime show. I think the Pepsi halftime show is probably the greatest um, underappreciated advertising of the Super Bowl ever.
0: Well, it'll be a very wild uh, halftime show, I'm sure, and it's nice to see Sofi Sold out. I mean, I remember two years ago in the pandemic, they just opened it to an empty stadium. It was kind of heartbreaking, but it's filled up, and there's a Super Bowl there this Sunday with the home team hosting for the second year in a row. Uh, We'll see what Stafford does. We'll see what Burrow does, and we'll see what the advertisings how they make us feel on Monday morning. All right, Uh, Mike. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you again uh, this upcoming week. Enjoy the game. You got it. I'm Alex Garrett, and uh, we'll be back with more for for Super Bowl coverage and so much more. Stay with us.